so hi um i just start off with that hi um i haven't heard from you for a while um which i thought was clever to say because you know i don't hear from you um like ever because this is a podcast um i might hear from some of you every now and then I have an episode with you, but I don't know. I thought that I was clever. Anyways, um, first I want to say I, I'm recording this in my car and I'm at a park. I'm in a parking lot at a park. Um, and I try to make it as quiet as I can. Um, I'm still just recording on my, my phone. Here's a little update. So, the reason why I didn't upload as much, and this is a whole story, so sit down, get prepared for this. If you, like, like walk or do something while you're, you're listening to this, I applaud you. I do the same thing. This is, this is probably what the, the main theme of this episode will be we'll probably I'll add in some other stuff but basically the last time I uploaded a episode was March I think I believe it was like the end of March and it was just settling in that you know there was a global pandemic there's a car coming up and I immediately remember that I'm a woman so um anyways don't (laughs) this is chaotic um but yeah it was it was the kind of end of March we were just settling into the uh, the the horrific pandemic and I do have a few words about this um just because I haven't shared them and I I just feel like doing it and you came here to listen and I have to keep reminding myself like I'm not like interrupting your time and I'm not like I don't know I whatever I'm just gonna speak and I'm not gonna do the womanly thing of apologizing for speaking I mean you know what you got into anyways the thing about the pandemic is it showed us who were really impacted by our um, economic system, for one. Like, did I? Probably didn't say that right. Like, the social economic classes and how much they impact everything. A pandemic came around, and, and you know we didn't have as I don't know I know how some countries dealt with this but I'm speaking strictly on people that didn't have um, like stricter lockdowns for me personally I mean obviously you can probably tell in my voice or just also like by knowing me I'm from the United States we didn't have I mean I'm from Maryland Um, and you know it, it, sorry, it just makes me 
so confused that people are saying that the government is so controlling and so, you know, whatever, when in reality, we didn't have a lockdown. I mean, maybe, maybe other people did in the United States, but we didn't have a lockdown. We had, like, non-essential businesses closing down. We had the governor saying, just stay at home. And if you need to go outside, that's fine. Just wear a mask. You had, like, like businesses. And then that only happened for maybe, like, two weeks. And I'm spe- speaking specifically in Maryland, but I know other states are like this. There was no real lockdown. I don't get, like, the whole... Like, we didn't have an actual lockdown. I don't I don't get when people are like, ah, we've had to change so much. If you think about it, for people of a certain quote-unquote prestigious class, people, people that have money, like, either they're smart enough to stay inside, and they're the ones really isolating, the pe- like, like, celebrities, you'll see celebrities talking about how I'm isolating, and all of that stuff, and then you have, you know, average working class people, you know, poor classes that are still working every day, because they have to, and, and like, the middle of the pandemic, they have to work. The only thing that has changed for them, for us, I should just say that, because I'm a college student, I'm like, fuck, um, I'm, I have been continuously working through a pandemic too, um, the only thing that has changed for us is that we wear a mask, um, and we are paranoid. We stay home, I mean, those of us who, who, who really care, we stay home as much as we can, you know, but, the people, you know, it's like, our country is not going to let it be, you know, a serious topic, because it'll only be a serious topic when we can really care and have empathy for other human lives, when we can say, oh, the nurses and hospitals, like, are working 24 hours, like, 24-hour shifts, and, like, and, like, our, our hospitals are crowded and, you know, the numbers are going up and people are dying. We'll only start, like, changing how we live once we care about that. And it's, we don't, we don't care about that. I mean, some of us on the, on the base level have this, this, this empathy that's very baseline. That, you know, they'll bring it up in conversation oh, I know I'm having a hard time, but there's people dying. But anyways, and then they'll talk about, like, a yacht or something. That is the baseline empathy. We don't have this empathy of, oh, people are dying, so I have an effect. And I and I take full responsibility and accountability of how I act and how that affects others. It, like... This baseline empathy of just kind of bringing it up in conversation to show people you have empathy. And then going maybe like five levels up to this like... Like... Let's say... Like... 
accountability, empathy. And then if you go farther than that, you have people that are actually doing things, like activists. And Why am I putting on a scale? I don't know. Um, going back to my point, my life, since that episode, since the, the kind of getting into a pandemic, is... I'm still in America. (laughs) Like, I'm still within the system. I'm still working. I'm still, like, whatever. You know? Because, again, America won't change until we have this empathy in which we can care and, like, like, seriously take on, like... Seriously take on what you have to deal with with a pandemic. That out of the way. When people ask me, how are you doing? I never know what to say to that. And I don't think anyone else does either because, you know, you could say good. Um, You could say that. You could say good and you could walk away. But there's a part of me where I'm just like... You know, I haven't, like I was thinking about it this morning when I woke up, I have just been around communicating with the people in my household for so long. And like, don't get me wrong, I don't, I like, I love them, but they are not the people I want to be around all the time, you know? Like, when you have friends, when you have, like, your friends are supposed to be your community, you know, your community, and in some ways they reflect you, and then in other ways you reflect them, and then in beautifully other ways you learn from each other, and you you have this idea of, these are my friends, this is my community, they like this, I like this, and this is where I want to be in the next few years. And I've learned things from them that will help me get to that place or will inform me on how I can. Like, it's just having, like, having friends, essentially, is, like, is developing who you are as a person. And I feel so, like, lost because I'm not around a community where I can freely talk about, like, oh, this is what I'm thinking of writing or this is what I'm thinking about doing it's so like I'm in my own head all the time um so that's how I've been doing and I and I know I said earlier that the pandemic in America we haven't been treating it so different and I stand by that but I will say it is a pandemic no matter how America has been treating it um which is just like, oh, it's just another sickness, it's whatever. I mean, some Amer- some Americans don't care. I mean, to be honest with you, this whole idea of, like, these these kids, these, like, young adults going out and partying, how dare they? I get it. I hate seeing people my age out partying because I'm like, how rude of you, you know? But at the same time... It's like the same argument with improving the environment, not having an environmental, like, disaster, or 
avoiding avoiding the world ending let's just say that okay let's just say how we're thinking it's the same way with with people trying to be environmentalists environmental friendly people where we'll say you know we're we're switching to reusable straws reusable um like everything reusable or, or makeup wipes I have some of those like having a environmentally friendly car um you know all of this individual action which is wonderful and I think it does count I think you're doing a good job but there needs to be some type of action by the big corporations that are producing the the majority of terrible pollutants and gases and all that other shit. They need to be held accountable because with them continuing all this bullshit in the air and the waters everywhere, that is the problem. We can we can try to like do as much as we can, but it's very similar to for me at least in my brain to how COVID-19 is because it's like all of us are, are, are staying at home the people that can stay home because they don't have to work or they work at home that's fine um, I don't know why I said that's fine like it wasn't fine before I said it sometimes I just have a habit of saying that's fine um, but like we're, we're, we're yelling and screaming we're putting all this energy personally in my opinion on the wrong people the people that are going out and doing and partying and stuff yeah you you know tell them hey that's not right but also why are we saying anything to the people in charge you know when I'm thinking about it the reason why we don't go up to our government or our state governments is because we don't trust them you know everything Everything we've seen since the pandemic, we we cannot trust them. So now, this is when we see what the problem is. We want people to have empathy, an individualistic level. We want people to be like, you know what? My actions have consequences. I'm partying or I'm in big groups of people, or I'm constantly going over to my friend's house, I'm going to stop that. But we should also, and I think we do, just as, a, as, as people, we want more empathy on a government level. Um, but, I mean, I had to talk about it. I just had to. On January 6th, a bunch of, I mean, the only way I can really describe it, it, I mean, white supremacists, you could say, you know, Trumpies, I mean, yeah, they definitely did follow and vote for Trump, so I mean, I guess I could just say Trump's followers, I mean, that's, (laughs) but I feel like the name is definitely the same 
by the same group of people, and you don't need me to tell you that. Um, and it was one of those moments where, see, I'm 19 years old. I'm going to be 20 this year, which is weird. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of people my age have this sense that the world is ending. Oh, and this really started happening maybe when Trump got elected. You know, the people that don't follow Trump have had this eerie feeling that ever since he's been elected that the world is ending. So when when he got elected, we were, you know, I want to say people in my grade, but, you know, probably people younger than me. You know, say I'm 19, uh, 2016 was like five years ago now. So I was like 14, 15. Ever since then, it's, it's it, and it comes in like waves. It's just this never-ending feeling that, the world is ending, people are gonna die, a lot of people are gonna die, and you think, especially when the pandemic happened, you know, we really thought, I mean, I remember when it happened, and I was with my friend Sophie, and it doesn't happen in one instant, and I don't mean that it happens in one instant, but we got, like, a notification, someone posted on our story, on a Snapchat story that said, like, our school was closing down for two weeks because of coronavirus. And we just, like, we just stopped. And we just looked at each other and we were like, this feels unreal. This feels so weird and it feels dystopian. And that was the same feeling that I had when they, they, they rioted at the Capitol building. Like, when? And and I I mean this like any like adults, <laughs> and I don't even know what adult means anymore because honestly, that term is useless. But anyone that's lived you know, longer than I have. I mean, that has never happened before. That, that, a group of people rioted. I don't even know if I'm using the right word, honestly. You know, people have been calling it a coup. People have been calling it Writers and I don't know what to call it. I I have no idea. It was a bunch of people that stormed the White House or the Capitol building. People that stormed the Capitol building. That's what I was. And you know, the reason why us like nineteen year olds, us eighteen year olds, have this idea that this is like the end of the world. That this is a dystopian novel in real life is because what else do we know from early like from 
our early lives as teenagers, the first thing we got was, oh, well, people support Trump. People support someone that had so many, so much shit about, like, like minority groups. He said immigrants were, were bringing in drugs and were immigrants straight off the bat were criminals. We had footage, we had audio footage of him saying that he could grab women and they would just let him because of his fucking, I don't know, celebrity status. Do you remember that? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, when I was a, when I was in freshman, freshman year, and I was at the dinner table with my family, and this is when I still thought that I could debate, that, that I could debate with Trump followers. And I said, like, why would you support someone that has molested women? And my, and they were, they just kept saying to me what Hillary Clinton did in the supposed emails is illegal and I said well don't you think that molesting and sexually assaulting women is bad too and they said that although that was bad at least it's not illegal that was when I just lost it I lost all hope because when you're a teenager and you see it in so many movies and you hear about it from older people they have this th- this idea that being a teenager it gives you hope and it gives you like this idea of how life is going to be my 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 teenage years i was fearing that these the people around me like actually believed what what Trump said and did was right you know and we have to start thinking about this there's kids there's teenagers growing up in this some teenagers some kids have resorted to listening to their parents listening to their community listening to Trump himself and just going along with it because that's all they know And you have people like me, you have people like my friends, that were just like, like, what do we do? We, we don't have a lot of power and we can, we can talk about how much power we have over social media and all of that stuff. But in reality, who will take that seriously? Who will look at, you know... Like, say, over the age of, like, 30. Who's going to look at, like, our shared posts and our and our podcasts and our YouTube episodes and say, you know, what these kids are saying, that means a lot. And that has power to it because they are so young. We should let them, you know like have some power we should let them influence what we do it happens it happens rarely though 
if you, if, you know, let's talk about some examples. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about, oh, I forget their names. I'm such a bad person. Wait, let me look up their names real quick. I'll probably delete this, this part where I'm like searching and shit. Okay, I'm just going to use one example. Greta Thunberg. I think she's younger than me. Some people take her seriously. And I respect her, and I respect the people that do that. I've had people my age come up to me and say, This Greta Thunberg girl, do you really think she's doing anything? Or do you think people are just listening to her because she's a kid? Because people need that inspiration. You know, I hear adults, I hear adults talk down or refuse to listen to this girl. And they say, oh, she's talking about all these, this, these, these percentages and, and data about climate, uh, climate change. She's a kid. And that automatically, like, devalues everything she says. I mean, do you remember... Parkland, Parkland activists, people that were there, those teenagers going up and saying, you know, I think one of them said, like, that the generations above them have failed them. They said, you know, look at what we went through, like, we need to change this, we need to change this now. And everyone, not everyone, I need to stop saying that, and of course, some people were like, yeah, that's good, that's great. A lot of people, though, had this this high sense of, well, I'm an adult, and I know better, and you're a kid, and yeah, it's traumatic, but I don't want to change, and I don't want to do anything. And again, they will devalue anything you say because you're a kid. And now... We're in a pandemic. And so I'm 19. I graduated this year. And there's this funny thing about being class of 2020 where people don't know how to interact with us. There's this sense of pity that looms over us all the time. And it's so infuriating. It's infuriating to be us, to not have those things, but it's also infuriating to interact with adults. Again, when I talk about baseline empathy, empathy that shows up in conversations or social media posts, but only really live in that area. I know a lot of adults like that, that will interact with people of 2020 just like that. They'll say, oh, I, it, it's so bad that you didn't get your graduation. 
But, you know, my graduation sucked, so you're not missing out. Thanks. Thanks, Gretchen. So glad you said that. I'm so glad. Then you'll have other people that'll come up and say, Oh, it's so bad you didn't get your graduation. We should do something else to replace it. In the middle of a pandemic, get all your friends. Don't wear a mask. Like, that's not what we need either. I enrolled into college. And... I mean, I don't know why I... I I worry about talking about them because honestly, I don't. I don't think they would care that much if I did. Um, but I'm in Washington College, um, and one of the things that caught me right away is they had this this like online kind of like meet with the students. It was it, well, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like them introducing themselves to us. That's that's the main idea of it. Which good on them for trying to make an effort um but the thing that I notice that cracks me up is like these people they really don't know I'm not saying all of Walshin College but some of the people that were creating us they really don't know what we need at all and to be fair we don't tell them because fuck if I have to tell a teacher you have to be really kind to me because of my emotional state. If you say anything, like, shitty to me, I will just collapse. Like, I don't think they would really take that advice. And also, like, I'm not brave enough to say that yet to my professors. I really don't know them. But. It's like. Every speech, every greeting is the same thing. I'll reenact it for you right now. Hello, class of 2024. I know this is not how we predicted that we would see each other, but as insert famous person and famous person quote that says something along the lines of it will get better or there's always a rainbow after rain or some shit. Now, I know this will be hard. We've all had hard years. Or fuck, no. (laughs) Wait. I know this will be hard. We've all had a hard year. But you are the generation that was born with technology. You're basically robots. They don't say that, but that's what it feels like. And I think that if you participate and work hard as I know the class of 2024 can. We'll get through this year. Hey, I was in my bit. Darn it, I was having real fun with that. I was in a groove. The funny thing about this episode is I was going to start off with telling you why I didn't podcast so much and what I'm doing but I'm gonna stay on the spit for a little bit and then I'm gonna go into what I'm doing I'm probably put it at the end anyways <sighs> that garbage truck really made me stress you really upset me I was in my flow anyways you're basically a robot 
This is me trying to get back into my groove. Fuck you, garbage truck. Um. And if you all just work with us and give us your money, it'll all be swell. And <laughs> that's what it feels like. Fuck. I know it's been a hard year. It's been a hard year for me. Especially when um, I have been staying home and just assigning things. <laughs> See, this is where I get kind of like narcissist, or not narcissistic, but kind of just like rude. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to try to avoid that. Um, but like all of the speeches, all of the greetings sound the same. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry about this, but you're not. Like, I want someone to just say it how it really is. Hi, everyone. This is weird, isn't it? I hate that we're doing this. I wish we could meet in person. But but the more that you guys just stop partying like fucking idiots and wear your mask and wash your hands, maybe if the government got some fucking sense, maybe then we'll get to meet each other. Um, until then, maybe do some work for me. But I'll try to assign things that aren't hard as fuck. And we'll just ignore the money stuff. <laughs> um, that's how I wish it was. I just wish people were honest. I wish people, like... You know... Oh, ugh. These, like, in-power people just being like, It's been so hard. I've been isolating. And then they have, like a, like, a fucking beach in their backyard. I'm like, what are you doing? What do you mean? Oh, there's people next to me. Duncan, drink. Oh my god, it's two o'clock. You guys like that sound? Mm Hmm. Would it be bad just to stare at the wind out the window at someone? Anyways, but, you know, <laughs> it, like, it, it really doesn't help that you have to have people that have no experience, and the thing is, is, like, who's gonna have experience? I'm not, I, like, again, all of this is probably, like, shit just spewing from my brain, but that's, that's all I have. I was thinking about this, and I've, I I don't know if I've talked to anyone about this, but... Oh, what the fuck is that loud noise? I don't know. I'm so sorry if there's, like, this weird buzzing noise. I really don't know what it is. I'm just gonna keep talking and hope that my voice is loud enough to drown that out. Um... But it's, like, weird because I'm 19. All I know is that I've lived with my parents. And I went to high school. And I had friends. And I had a job. You know, these these kids that are growing up. Like, like let's call them Gen Z. Sure, why not? They have no idea 
what life is going to be like. And I know that, like, you could have, like, everyone understands that. Everyone knows. But think about it. Like, older people, millennials and up, know what life is. And I mean, like, full-on, out of college, like, maybe settled life is like. I'm sorry if, like, I'm spitting. Um... But you know, like, they have an idea what not pandemic life is. You know? Where they're not in school. Where they're not, like, protected. They have their own sense of life. Gen Z has no idea what that is. Like, <laughs> like maybe the older version of Gen Z, where they're, they're kind of out of college, and maybe they had, like, a job and a, an apartment, but... It, like let's let's really face it the reason why we believe why why we believe like the world is ending and we're so upset and and depressed like <laughs> i saw a study that was like we're the most depressed generation well think about it we know nothing but this some of us some of us believe this is life that like i mean we're going to be affected by this like forever and i know that but we have no concept of normal or like or like, like like anything I was thinking about it last time or not last time I was thinking about it a few nights ago I was like you know people my age like are probably like maybe five years ago would have been in college um or like maybe ten years ago let's say like ten fifteen years ago would have been in college would have been partying would have been making friends, making mistakes, like, I have no idea what that's like. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I was robbed of that, because let, let's be honest, like, people are dying. But it is still something that I am sad about. I'm like, I'm not living my life how I wanted to. Instead, I'm at home playing The Sims all day, which is fun. By the way, I love The Sims. But it's like, ugh. Like, there's a part of me where I'm like, I can't see what the future's gonna be like. I can't see working at my own job and having my own apartment because I haven't had that yet. And and when it felt reachable, when, you know, <laughs> when it was, like, March and I was gonna graduate, three months away from graduating, and I thought, it's almost there. It's almost in reach, you know? And then it was just gone. And then it was... And then it was... A thought. All over again. I want to go... I want to go go to college. I want to live in my own apartment. I want to have a job. That I... That I... Want. Like, I want, like, a job as a career. And a career. You know? In, like... In, like... A few weeks it was gone. That whole idea was gone. Because it was like, I mean, yeah, maybe it'll end in a few years, but fuck, look at us. Look around us. You know, like, when is that going to be? So, I think the one thing the pandemic has done to me and to a lot of people my age is it made us more just pessimistic. 
and and I and I can't even I don't even want to say that word is even the right word either like we're like we're paranoid we're depressed we're fucking anxious as hell I mean some of us fuck I ha- I have to say this and you know there are kids my age that are going out and partying and fuck I I don't like what they're doing trust me I don't like it but there comes this point where I'm like I fucking understand I like I I just I see them and I know that they they're just like this can't be life like they and honest to god I think the people out there like partying right now their sense of community and their sense of like approval is so fucked now because of the pandemic like think about it like I don't even know how to explain this like I just I'm not feeling bad for them I'm not saying like oh I understand it's so hard so like have a vodka with your friends like (laughs) have a vodka the fuck um I'm just saying like we really need to understand the mental health factor behind that or the mental you know state behind that you know when you're at that state where you think fuck it the world is ending everything around me is disappearing or it seems like there's no future there are going to be kids that just self-sabotage their life and I feel like that's in the minds of a lot of teenagers right now when we're talking about people partying and whatnot that's what they're doing that like that's what a lot of them are thinking they're thinking fuck it we might not have tomorrow not to quote pit pitbull but like seriously you know a part of me feels like it's a little bit of a self-sabotage and i'm just saying this because i feel like again i do feel like the gov like on a on a group level we should all do something about this but until we can i think we need to like realize the mental health of mental health of the individuals that are actually doing like partying and doing that shit and like understand that the gen z that are partying right now are fucked in the mind i'm not even like joking or anything like we're fucked i put my coat on so if it's loud that's like messing up the audio i'm sorry also my 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 um, seat in my car is really squeaky. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about, and I, I'm sorry if I missed out on anything that I wanted to talk about. Um, but yeah, Gen Z, mental health isn't great. We have nothing, I think what I wanted to say, if I could recap all that is, we have nothing to look forward to because we genuinely don't think there is anything to look forward to because this is all that we know Mm. which might sound like severe and people might not believe me but honest to god that's how I feel um 
the thing about the Capitol Hill building, what am I saying? Um, I, I feel like I kind of skipped over the Capitol Hill thing quickly, but I also just want to say, like, I, again, actually, no, I think, I think I handled it right. I'm just going to delete this part, but fuck, it felt so bizarre. Anyways, I'm now going to get into why, why this episode, why am I talking about all this shit? Why, why didn't I upload? Okay. So it starts back in, I'd say like, I'd say around May, where I hadn't posted anything in a month and I thought, you know, I'm graduating. And I had this whole idea that I was going to do folk talk, like every season was going to be a portion of my life. I was going to have high school and then I was going to have the college season that was going to probably last four fucking years. And then (laughs) maybe longer, I don't know. Um, And then like adulthood was going to be one long ass, you know, season. And I thought that's not what I... Like, that's not concise, and I don't think that would work, and whatever, and and I think around May, like, I couldn't talk to anyone in person, and that really weirded me out. There was, like, a little thing in Anchor that you can talk to people, like, over the phone or over an app, and I think I will use that in the future, because after this episode, I'm planning on actually putting up episodes with people. Um, but I just kind of, I was in my own head. I was like, I I can't, I can't think about this right now. And like, I had this, this hope that, yeah, I'll start a second season and I'll do the thing over Anchor. Um, but then I just pushed it aside and... I graduated. I cried. <laughs> cried a lot. Um, and so June happened. Now, I know, like, if you've been alive since June, and like, well, not alive, like, alive and like witnessing and like comprehending news, you've probably heard about, you know, George Floyd and you know, the protests that happened after his death, um, well, his murder, basically, by police officers. And I don't want to talk about this just for, like, like, I I feel like a lot of people just talk about shit because they want, like, want that little brownie point. I don't mean to do that. I'm just kind of recapping what happened in my in my brain over the last few months where I wasn't on here, I saw that video and I just, like, I, I, I don't know. There's a part of me where I was like, fuck, again, dystopia. But the thing is, it was happened, like, police officers have always been, and still to this day, are shit. And they're racists. <laughs> Look, 
we can we can sit here and argue all day that some cops aren't racist, but let's be real. You know, our country was made by racists. What by let's be let's be completely honest, it, our country was made by white supremacists. And like the the you know, m- police officers their their whole duty is to quote unquote serve and protect but really they were they were made and are still white supremacists i mean like i think someone was i saw this somewhere where like the cop badge is designed after years and years of like slave patrol bad like badges and it's like you know because of George Floyd's death and the protests that happened, we all started to learn this. Well, I mean, let's be honest, it's white people that started to learn this and started to, like, educate themselves. But, you know, that happened, and I and I had this idea where I was going to go on the podcast and, and talk to people, and, you know, and I, and I had this moment where I was, where I was like, why... Why do you feel like at a time where you should be donating and and signing things and protesting, why at a time like that do you want to put out a podcast and talk about it? One, as as an as a honest to God, as a white person, you know, sitting here and talking about, you know, George Floyd and, and all of the people that have died because of white people and our and our privileges and are are ingrained racism. I was like, I don't think that is good for me to do. So I was thinking about, well, maybe I can have like activists in my hometown talk, you know. And I was like, I had this idea in my head. I was like, this better not be one of those things where I'm doing this, you know, for the sake of. I wanted. This is what I wanted. I wanted my intentions to be pure. I wanted I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing this so people knew that I was like an activist. And a lot of that shit from that time, that mental state I was like, I just want people to know that I care, blah 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 and it's like that's not a reason to do it. Like the reason you should talk about activism and, and like, give support to people is because you want to give support to people and you want to talk to people, not because you want people to know that you care. Okay, so I realized <clears throat> the word that I was looking for was performative. At that time, I don't think I had the the knowledge and the um the right words to like go on and make a podcast I think at that time it would have been very performative so I decided not to do that and instead take individual action and whatnot um but at the same time I realized that you know if I have a creative platform like this. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about um, 
I want to talk about, you know, police brutality and just everything that comes with it. I want to talk about systematic racism. I just want to bring awareness to the things that I can. So, going forward, I am going to talk about it. Um, and I'm going to bring in people that would be willing to talk about it. Um, and, you know, this is why I kind of brought it up. Because I think that really changed me as a person. Changed a lot of people, I think, because it's just one of those things where as a white person realizing like we can no longer sit back and say like oh it doesn't involve me we need to be involved and we need to talk about it we need to bring awareness and so yeah it really changed me and it really changed like how I want to go about this podcast in the way where I just want to be I want to feel open and I want to feel like, I want to feel open to talk about it, and I want, like, full conversation without, without, like, worrying about, oh, what if this person sees, and then they say something, I think that was one of my biggest fears for a long time was, you know, what if people don't agree with me, it's like, whatever, anyways, that's that was what I meant to say I meant to say performative so yeah and that is the first like white person reaction when they understand like how deep rooted racism is and how dangerous and how like how like like not toxic like how racism is literally so ingrained in this country and it's in this, and it's still as bad as years back you know what I'm saying like the first white reaction is I learned now so I want people to know that I'm no longer racist or I'm or I'm actively non or I'm actively what's the word I'm actively anti-racist so the first thing we do is we post on our stories and we we, you know, the whole black square thing. You know, people jumping onto that bandwagon saying, we're going to do this so people know that I'm a decent person. And it's like, like, that is a show not of support. That is a show of, like, who you are or who you want to project that you are. And so, in June, which I know it, which George Floyd's death, I believe, happened on the last week of May, and in June is when, you know, a lot of the conversation began in June, I was like, I can't, like, I need to not do a podcast episode, that that's, like, because at that time, episodes to me were like my creation it wasn't it wasn't activism i mean all of my all of my guests like we we walked around the topic of of politics and we walked around the topic of i mean i think 
the later episodes, I really got into, not really, but <laughs> I, I tried to delve into people, like, and to, and to talk about, like, being human and how shitty other human beings can be, but I knew that my episodes weren't, like, political, and I think I was scared to be political, and, and I don't mean to say that, that human rights is political, I don't like that idea, but I wasn't talking about issues that were important to me because I just wanted to interview other people. And I knew that that, that, wasn't, that wasn't the right approach to what was happening. And I knew that I couldn't do that same approach. And the thing about the, the structure that I had with Folk Talk is I would ask people that I knew or people online if they wanted to come and talk about their individual experience in life and I I also don't want to do didn't want to do at the time another white person reaction which is you know especially in the creator sense um which people white people like YouTubers or podcast activists or not podcast activists but podcasters They'll be like, oh, this is happening, so why don't I ask my black friend to come in and talk about it? And I'm like, they shouldn't, like, black people shouldn't have to talk about something for the white creator's, like, audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't think it's right that, you know, and people on Twitter talk about this all the time, how, like, white creators and and all this stuff, they got... They were talking to black people and had these conversations. And then after that, never said anything. It was, again, it was like, oh, this is a hot thing right now. So I'm going to use it and talk to everyone about it. And then that'll be it. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to, like, I don't, I don't want to exploit black stories. And I don't want to exploit these people in a time where... The whole country is literally debating their human rights. I don't want to do that. And I didn't want to do that then. And I... I just feel like there's an appropriate way to do that. And the way that I was handling episodes back then was not how... Like, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. So that happened... And July, August, or June, July, August, you know, those months, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I can't, which also, again, I feel like it's better to say something than nothing at all. And I was very active on, like, social media and stuff, but that's not to say, I don't know, I just felt like, I don't want to do it on the podcast. It feels wrong. Like, this space back then for me was like, this is my creation. And a lot of times, I would get carried away by looking at the views and who reposted on their stories. I was so obsessed with that. And now I'm like, no, that's not how I want to do this. So I lost, I lost it for a while. I just lost the idea of 
picking this up back again. And I didn't want to... Again, I didn't want to not talk about it. I didn't not want to talk about how not only was there a pandemic happening, but people were realizing... Which sounds so fucking ridiculous. That people, white people were realizing that, like, how racist our system is. And it's like, we could have learned that earlier. But it took black lives for us to realize that. And, like, it... It's so upsetting. And it's so wrong that it took us that to realize... And so I don't want to not talk about it. It was an important thing that happened. And I think we should keep talking about it going forward. And I wanted to make an episode expressing kind of like how my mind was during that time, how it is now, and I want, like, to talk about that, that kind of switch in reality, and how, you know, I, I talk to some people, and I I want to talk about, like, activism, and just being a teenager now, and, like, just going through it, fucking going through it, um, So that's why I talked about it today. Because I wanted... I wanted you to know that I I wasn't... I wasn't just ignoring it. I wasn't... I just... I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to deal with things sometimes. Um, I might cut this out. Because I don't know how to go... I don't know how to do good transitions. Um... And after all that happened, it became, like, September, October, December, and I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to think about it. I didn't think about it for a long time. Um, And I was on the phone with my friend maybe a few days ago, and she is an online friend. I'm thinking about having her on the podcast, too. Ooh, that was a good sound. Um, Her name is Skye. And she, you know, I was, I was talking about how I didn't, I didn't want to just do this, this podcast for like the idea that people like it, you know, and I've been listening to podcasts that I like that just seem like people talking, people having conversation and like you can have conversations with people that aren't in an interview kind of medium where you talk about important things you know, and she was like, you know, you should just do it, and I, I deal with a lot of things of, I don't want to look selfish, I don't want to promote this idea of, like, this is myself, and this is where I stand, and this is whatever the fuck, I, I think I've just been taught that, like, promoting yourself isn't good, and so she was just telling me, like, it's your life, you know, 
you have to do the things that you like and you want to do so then I I was like yeah yeah I mean that's right and then I was talking about how I think the podcast should go and like how I would want it to go because I feel like although a lot of the premise is still the same I I I didn't like I went back and I listened to the the episodes and I didn't like I felt like I was so stale because I was squeezing out all of the important bits. I was squeezing out how I felt about modern day news. I was squeezing out how I felt about like average average day things and just important things and human right violations. I was squeezing out all of that. I was squeezing out my weird like interests partly because I was anxious because I had guests but then also because I wanted this to be a thing that everyone could listen to. Even the people that I don't agree with. And even the people that I don't like. And the thing is, like, I'm not saying, oh, if you don't agree with me, don't listen. I'm just saying, like, who cares? You know? If someone doesn't like me and they don't listen to my podcast, it's not going to be a big deal. This is solely my creation. And if I'm happy with it, that's the one thing I'm, I'm really concerned with now. It took me a fucking pandemic to realize that, by the way. Um, and, uh, and so I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, I'm going to tell you about the new rules of this podcast. They're not so much rules as as, as just different things that I'm going to... I'm going to... Different things that this podcast is about and will be about. This is still folk talk. This is still inspired by the average, the everyday people, the, the mundane. This is still a podcast where I talk to different people in my life or around me that I find cool to talk to, or maybe just different. Um, fuck that sound. Is there an airplane going by? It's still me waiting for good audio. That's what folk talk really is. Just a just a 19-year-old girl sitting in her car waiting for an airplane to go by so she can record her silly little voice. I'm inspired a lot by the Blind Boy podcast, um which ugh, beautiful. It's it's just it's just some lad and I say lad. I'm an American, so it doesn't sound as cool as when Irish people say it. But that's the only way that I can describe it at this point. Um, describe it. Describe him. Duh. Um, he just sits down and he talks about whatever he wants. Sometimes it's like hot takes where he's like, this is a metaphor for this and it's just so cool. And then sometimes he has like just like pure escapism. Like I was listening to this one podcast this morning about he was talking about how like in the 90s there was this big thing about like quicksand and I'm like yes fucking love it fucking love it I want to talk about important things I want to talk about how how Donald Trump incited a group of white supremacists to the capitol building and instead of these quote-unquote hey don't honk at me these quote-unquote patriots at in at their fucking computers at Facebook instead of them being like hey even if they're on my side, they fucking 
Whew, they rioted at the Capitol building. They got inside the Capitol building. Instead of getting mad at them, I'm going to I'm going to sit down and write this whole argumentative shit piece about how um oh who's who's asking for defund the police now? Oh, that's one thing I saw on Facebook and it just made me pissed off cuz I'm like I don't give a shit if it's your side. If you're a Republican or if you're a conservative and you see those people and you're like, they're on my side. If I saw a bunch of, like, leftists being like, oh, we want money for everyone. And then straight up fucking, like, I don't know, grabbed a rich man and killed him and gave all the money away. I'd probably be like, hey... You know, maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe don't do that. You know? I'd still be like, hey, that's wrong. And I feel like conservatives, again... See, I don't like that. Anyways, but it, like, no one... It, like, it seems like the world isn't making sense to me right now. What happened at the Capitol building was terrifying. That a bunch of, like, a group could do that and get away with it. And no one, no one seems to care because they seem to be so, so fixed on the idea of, well, I'm on their side because we believe in the same thing. So I must agree with what they're doing. No. Or, or in the other case, they're like, oh, I don't agree with what they're doing, but I'm going to defend their actions by, by comparing them to the Black Lives Matter movement oh that pisses me off when people like on facebook and and on twitter you'll see these alt-right people are just like shit people and they're like oh yeah it's bad that they they raided the the capitol building but also um black lives matter protests burned down a target and i'm like those are not equal at all and like why instead of def- like why instead of like going against the people that did bad shit like literally five days ago why don't, instead of doing that why are you why are you like proving a point against these people like it it just tells you a lot about how how modern day politics <laughs> Another thing that I got from the Blind Boy podcast that, like, really just, like, moved me um, was there was this this whole episode about um, how wrestling is uh, is comparative to um, U.S. politics, which this isn't, I mean, this isn't, like, a view that's just by Blind Boy. Like, I know a lot of, like, articles and stuff that said shit about it. Um, not shit about it, but, like, they talked about it, and I watched WWE wrestling as a kid, but I didn't get, I got, like, the 2000s era, or, like, mid to late 2000s era of wrestling, which is a little bit different than what he was talking about, he was talking about, like, the early 90s wrestling, which kind of is the same as, like, late 90s wrestling, which I saw only from like YouTube and shit like that but 
He's talking about like kayfabe, which if you know anything, I'll just give you a quick lesson on that because I was supposed to only be talking about my podcast, whatever. I don't care. Kayfabe is like <clears throat> these things that wrestlers have to do to portray that they are their character. But in the wrestling world, you know that that person really isn't Hulk Hogan or Macho Man Randy Savage or Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know those people aren't really those characters. But they have to continue this character outside of wrestling and in wrestling. And he was talking about how in kayfabe, there are the good bu- good guys and then the bad guys. In wrestling, it's like um, babyface and heel. Don't know why they have those names, but that's just the names. And he made a comparison about how showboat-y the wrestlers are and how they maintain this idea of good and bad and how similar that is to modern day politics and it's so true if you think about it one trump i'm not saying he's not as delusional and fucking insane and just bad in real life i definitely think he is but like all of his his speeches and shit have just been like spewing out conservative bullshit and conspiracies that you see on Facebook. I mean, he told people to drink bleach because he thought that would help. He he doesn't bring up facts. He lies all the time. And that is, like, again, it's a part of, like, the kayfabe. It's, like, a part of this idea that, like, if he acts like this heel person then people will follow him because it's like one versus the other. You have to be on a side. And that's what it feels like. And I know it's not as simple as that. I know that a lot, like majority of the alt-right are so convinced on these out-of-whack conspiracies that, that different races are against them and they're fighting for power. And, you know, people... The human race has been, like, so interested in conspiracies for a long time. Like, if you think back to the beginning of, like, anti-Semitism, is that, did I say that right? Anyways, kind of like that whole thing with, like, Elders of Zion. I learned this because of my FYS professor, so thank you, Professor Black. But anyways, humans have been hooked on conspiracies for a while, you know, the conspiracy that that the Jewish population is are are all controlling of everything. This is the same like type of conspiracy that conservatives and alt right people have against marginalized communities today. They still a lot of people hold on those ideals that were portrayed in Elders of Zion. They will still continue to believe, like. If you think back onto, like, the roots of racism, it was because, like, they were trying to justify slavery by, by creating, and I forget where I got it from, so if you, if you find it, just please let me know, but they were trying to justify slavery, and by doing so, they made this whole diagram of which race was superior and at the top it was these white people and then it went down and described the level the hierarchy of race 
and I think I'm pretty sure if history if if I failed that if history is different let me know but I'm pretty sure that's how it started it was it was to justify slavery so a bunch of white people could make and maintain more money and with Elders of Zion who benefited who benefited from I have no idea but I know that these alt-right people they are so convinced on this conspiracy that 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 someone's trying to trick them and and that the government is lying to them and apparently like I mean they were all chanting stop the steal like that like if we really think about it and if we really delve into it they're a bunch of conspiracy theorists that's all they are and like we give them so much credit and it's like let's be real if if and why do I talk about this too so I'm sorry if I'm just regurgitating these ideas but it's like how many like the media has produced so much shit so many conspirators have used like items like Facebook and Facebook hasn't taken it down because they're a corporation this is just helping them make money but it's like it's like shit like that that I want to talk about it's shit like that that make me think like I'm sitting with these ideas in my head and they might make me angry there's some topics that make me so happy to talk about like fucking I don't know wrestling (laughs) which I which you know whatever like I'm happy to talk about like creative stuff I'm happy like whatever it is I want to sit down and talk to people about it and I want to talk to people you know that that have different interests and you know people have that one thing that they could talk about for hours and I want to know what that thing is I with this new like direction of folk talk I want to just sit down and have a conversation with people I want to be less about like finding that thing that's unique about them because it just feels fake when I do that it feels like an interview you know like I'm I'm not I'm not talking to celebrities I'm not talking to you know I'm like quote-unquote important people I'm just talking to people around me people that I find interesting you know people that I find important so, you know, trying to find that thing that's, like, really cool, important, and important about them, it just feels like I'm doing it so people will click on the episode. Be like, oh, this person, um, likes, this person can, can play the sport that I want to play, I want to listen to this. No, like, like, I think in my... Just in, in what I like, I like the mundane. I like I like normal people. I think we can find interest in these things. And we don't have to have that, like, thing that makes them different. I mean, no, I'm going to cut this out. Like, I don't think we have to have, like, this, oh, they do this, so they're so important, and everything about them, everything else is lame and not important, you know? 
I just wanted to be like, this is like my friend or this is a stranger that I, that I kind of know, this is my acquaintance. And here is like an hour of us talking about, um, I don't know, knitting <laughs> and like why Donald Trump is dumb and I don't know, fucking, you know, comparing slugs to modern day politicians. I'm interested in that. I think like the weirdest conversations or the most normal conversations with a different view are fun. And I don't think they have to be like an interview or, or, you know, trying to cover every topic. Like, I just want to talk to people. Um, so this is going to be, this episode is going to be like the first episode of a new season. And this season is going to be entitled College Years. If I can title seasons, which I'm probably going to just do the season two. But season two of Folk Talk is going to be different. Because this is how I'm feeling now. If I want to change it later, I can. And that's what's so great about it. Is like I just have the freedom to choose, you know? Um, so, yeah. I'm just going to sit down and conversate with people. It's not so much different, but I'm going to try to make it feel like more of a conversation. Um, I, the one thing that I noticed that I didn't, I didn't really like about my old episodes is I felt like we talked around subjects. Um, and I did that a lot for like comfort and anxiety that if I said something wrong, like maybe someone I know will not agree with it and they'll, they'll come at me or something. And it's like, you know, let's, let's just do it. Let's just have people on. Let's just talk about what we want to talk about and not skip over things because we're scared of what other people will think. And I'm not saying I'm going to, like, completely go over comfort zones and, like, not not listen to the people. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, like, if we want to talk about how capitalism doesn't work or how capitalism sucks ass... I'm going to talk about it. And, yeah, I I, incur- I hope that doesn't, like, discourage you from listening to this. But, you know what? I'm trying to make this, like, my creation that I'm proud of. So this is going to be the second season of Folk Talk. It's going to be my college years. It's going to be about... There's this kind of this theme about transition transitioning That's kind of that, that I'm just kind of on right now. So it probably a lot of it will be about transitioning because I'm going to talk to a lot of college kids um I'm going to talk about people in my life I'm going to talk with people in my life I'm going to talk with people that I that I kind of know that I just kind of reach out to and I'm like hey do you want to be a part of this I think this is the weirdest (laughs) podcast we kind of like question about like hey I barely know you um, do you want to just kind of, like, talk about, like, literally anything? Do you want to talk about your life? Do you just want to have a conversation and then upload it to the whole, like, world can see it? I think that's going to be a little bit weird and hard to approach. Um, <laughs> like, I'm obviously going to have, like, conversation pieces. I'm going to be like, oh, so you're really active on social media about kind of protests and stuff. Like, do you want to talk about that? Or do you want to talk about, I don't know, I have this really, I talked about her earlier in the episode, uh, I have this friend named Sky, and she, um, me and her talk a lot about, like, fan culture. I think that's a super interesting topic, um, that I want to talk about. 
So I'm I'm just gonna have fun with that. I'm just gonna talk to people, and I'm I'm gonna try to put less pressure on myself to like perform or like ask hot topic questions or you know. And I didn't really do that before, but I just felt like I was pressuring myself to like get to the bottom and get to what this means. And I'm like, sometimes things don't have meanings, and that's fine. Like not everything has to be perfect and 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 wonderful. I was thinking about how the episode will be described. Probably just by myself. I don't know if if a lot of people are going to see it and describe it, but I would describe these episodes as as little, like, audio journals of just, like, a good look into a person's mind. A person's life. Um, it's just kind of listening, you know? It's it's a listening experience. (laughs) Um, I was thinking about a CM Punk quote, which he is a wrestler. I don't know if anyone knows or cares, but he has this quote that says, I am the voice of the voiceless. And I don't think I'm that person, but also it kind of went into my brain and I was like, maybe like, that's what it is, the voice for the voiceless. But it's like... But then it kind of sounds like I'm like I'm patronizing or, or, you know, and I don't want to sound like that. But it's it's kind of like giving a voice to those people that wouldn't usually be interviewed. See, that sounds patronizing too. I'm just saying I'm doing little audio journals from average, cool, interesting people. I'm just kind of having conversations with people that I find interesting and you know (laughs) that might not be what you want to listen to and that's okay I don't mind um I'm just happy to be creating something and talking to people in a pandemic you might as well talk to people not in person wear your mask wash your hands go home but just talking to people over the phone and and talking about life talking about transitioning talking about the pandemic like fuck guys what a pandemic (laughs) if you didn't know i'm gonna take a sip now four or five um that's what it's gonna be like um get ready if you're my friend and you're listening to this hi how you doing if you're a new listener, hi, how you doing? If you just, uh, if you subscribe to this podcast, hi, how you doing? Um, um, I think this is where I'm going to end it. I don't have really anything else to say, but folk talk is kind of changing. Probably not from your perspective. I was thinking about that earlier. Maybe it'll be the same for you. <laughs> Maybe it's like the same experience because it's just different for me now. I'm going to try to make it just different. I won't... I don't know if I'll keep the question of what box do you see yourself in. I might change it just a little bit, but I just... I don't want it to feel stale, and I don't want it to feel like... It's about, like, where do you see yourself? And answer these questions that a lot of people don't have answers for. I just want it to be kind of a conversation... I don't want it to be an audio journal for those cool people. 
that I find cool. So I hope you like listening to this episode. This is going to be fun to edit. I'll tell you that right now. Because I have two almost hour long bits. And I kind of went off on tangents there. This is just how I speak. I try to get back onto things. Um, I mean, I can try to be more concise. But I'm not promising it. This is just how I this is just how I speak. My friends will tell you. I mean, I don't know if you'll ever talk to them or if you are them. But my friends will tell you that this is just how I have conversations. So anyways. Have a good day. Um subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Um share it with your friends. Rate it on iTunes. <laughs> Rate it. Um, yeah. Have fun. Have a good day. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Please stay home sometime. Play The Sims. It's really fun. And, yeah. Alright. That was fun. Mm-hmm.